Good morning and welcome to HR Tech Weekly, one step closer with Stacy Harris and John Sumser. Good morning, Stacy. I hear you're gambling your fortune away in Las Vegas. Well, what fortune? No, but I am in Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm here in beautiful weather. Can't complain after having been in the nice cold weather that we've been having on the East Coast recently. Yeah, Las Vegas is gorgeous. I'm here for the um, Oracle Modern Business Experience event. Um, I had the great opportunity of uh, sitting in and having some great conversations yesterday with the Oracle team, but also with a lot of the, the analysts who are here this week um, covering the event. Um, but I was also this week at the Work Human event in Nashville. So I have been um, hopping from place to place this week. And, and how about you? You're home this week, right? I am, I am home and doing research and not able to be at the uh, Modern Experience event. I keep thinking that maybe there should be flappers. Modern experience event, don't you? <laughs> there should be something. There was definitely when I walked in. So, so you know, all the events are getting really big on what kind of music they're playing, and and you know, the so Nashville, the World Human event had live guitarists and music playing almost everywhere. Here, this event had DJs almost every 150 plus yards. Like there was literally a DJ playing music, standing up at a box. I'm like, wow, they're really cool. <laughs> So it was kind of interesting, but yes. So that's the thing, huh? Music. That's the thing. Yes, bring your own DJ, and not just one, like a DJ for every couple hundred yards, like so that there's a different mood, I guess, being set at every event area. So, but it was it was kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, I get, I get it. This is the new employee experience demo. The way the way that right because I've I've been trying to figure out what the world HR has to do with the experience anyhow but but now i get it now i get it after the picnics you put tjs in every department that is correct that is correct we should also mention that there are a lot of other events going on this week um there's the unleash event london a lot of our colleagues are over there which is sort of the sort of spring european hr technology hr business event conversation going on um so there's a be interesting to get some feedback from everyone they return from London this week. But yeah, it's a busy week. Everybody's on the road again. It's, it's definitely full swing HR technology, HR world travel season at this point. Yep, here we go. Here we go. Yep. It's it's nice to have this last little bit of time before stepping into the swirl itself. So, yeah. what's going on in the world? What have you got in the mailbag? Well, you know, some interesting stuff um, from the, the Work Human event. I'll, we'll talk a little bit about that in the Oracle Modern Business event because there are some announcements um, that were made at both of those events. But we also have some, some really cool stuff happening uh, both from a funding perspective but also from a branding perspective. Um, so two companies, one is being Global Force, uh, which is now Work Human, as well as ADP, are doing rebranding exercises. Now, ADP says their rebranding is foreshadowing new product developments. Um, we can talk a little bit about what that means. Um, we also have a work front. The largest sort of investment in money this week was from Workfront, which is not really HR, but is more of a project management uh, activity tracking, strategy tracking tool. But they received $280 million, um, in a strategic secondary investment for their application, which I think is worth noting because of the crossover to the HR space. 
Um, Better Works received total financing of $65 million, so it's got some interesting conversations there. Um, PECON, which is a sentiment analysis tool, received $35 million this week. Um, like I said, the funding is just flowing. MOCA um, is another sort of data-driven um, uh, talent management application, talent acquisition, uh, acquisition that received $27 million. They're out of China. Um, and then another Singapore-based application received $25 million in funding as well for their sort of health wellness and wellness choices decision tool. Um, gosh, I could go on Brett. We know Hope, um, I'm not going to say it this correct, Hi, Bob or Khabib, um, received $20 million for um, their um, HRMS, HR technology solution out of um, London, Tel Aviv. But yeah, it's a busy week with just investment. It looks like it looks like Santa was running around with a bag of money. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite though has to be the fairy godfather raises ten million for a female match female job candidates with employers tool. So we we'll definitely have some conversation on that. <laughs> no, um, you'll have I'm, you, you know there's nothing that I can say that will add to. Um, <laughs> To that particular conversation, so you might have to talk I, to yourself there. I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so tell me about Work so, Human. Yeah. Tell me about Work Human. You, you um, um, had uh, a day with Work Human. Is that right? I did. Yeah. So I was. Um, I got to go in for for one day, which is the day they sort of did some of their big announcements and they did their um, uh, analyst conversation launch, but. The first off to note that Work Human, which has been an event run by Global Force for, I think, going on five years or so now. It's been a while. Um, and um, the event has grown dramatically. Um, you know, last year they were 2,000. The number I think people are throwing around now is something around 3,500 organizations um, participated, people participated in the Work Human event. Um, that's a big conference that deals with HR. HR sort of engagement, HR diversity inclusion, HR big questions, right? Um, now, what's happened is that Global Forces put on that event for the last five years, and now in, in the last few uh, months, Global Force came out saying that they were changing their name. And for those who don't know Global Force, their rewards and recognition platform that has gotten into some collaboration and team support areas as well as they're now doing a little bit of performance management. Global Force has changed their complete name to Work Human to match the big event they put on. And what really is interesting to me is when you look at Global Force's total companies that are using the actual tool, the Work Human tool now, um, you know, it's just very large global Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies. They only have like 280, 290 some customers or so around that range. Um, but their event is so much bigger. There were thousands of companies who were represented at that event. So it's a very interesting, you know, approach to how you think about um, managing events versus sort of your your company um, um, user experience and user um, conversation. But it, um, it, you don't ever it, see that. this is this is a case where the marketing is better than the product, right? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, now. This is they not traditional say, HR yeah. marketing. In, in traditional HR marketing, the marketing is never better than the product. Exactly. <laughs> this is 
this is they really understood the audience they were trying to reach, and they they wanted to get their funnel as big as possible. But I think they also wanted to create something for the market that wasn't there. Um, and yeah, and that's what they're doing. I mean, I mean, I will just say there there is a lot of um, their CEO who was from Ireland was on the stage, and um, you know his conversations are very much about how it's the responsibility of the HR uh, HR function the business world to work together to create a better world. And we hear that a lot, but I do feel like, you know, they've invested a lot in this idea of, you know, giving back and gratitude in, in both this event and what they're trying to do with the product. So I think, you know, they, they definitely walk the talk in, in a lot of ways. Um, now, one of the things about the name brand change going to work human as an organization is that, I think they're also really them that they could become a tool that's much bigger in the market. So they, they did launch a it's a sort of a freemium and a light version of their team collaboration tool. Um, that was something that was launched at this event. So I think they are trying to reach a, a larger audience, although they still say their focus is on the 10,000 plus employee companies. Um, and in the last year, they have increased. And they're pretty open with their numbers, even though they're a private company because they're an Ireland-based company, and Ireland requires quite a bit of openness. They did um, report their 40% increase in their overall numbers. They're, they're upwards of $580 million company. I and mean, that's, that's a large company, you know, um, and they're, they're progressing quite rapidly. And uh, I think building out their, their business model for being an HR application that is based off of the, the experience of the employee. So, so, so let me just spit back to you what you just said. They have 200 customers. And they're a five hundred and eighty million dollar company, so they have two million an average account size of two million dollars per customer. Remember, it's rewards and recognition. For so, for every bit that gets spent on the rewards, they get a percentage of that in some case. But they also charge a fee. For oh, oh, oh! So those are retail revenue. Those are retail revenues. Yep. This is not software. That's for pens and tchotchkes. Yeah. Exactly, but they are charging for their software, for the elements that aren't part of the rewards and recognition, which is the decreasing perspective. And so I think, you know, they didn't give us a breakdown of the difference between those numbers, but my sense is that that's growing for them. And so they are trying to find their way somewhere between that area. But, yes, that is retail numbers, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's 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 a very different story than $580 million for revenue. And software. Um, okay, yeah. Yes, that's a good point. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, that's that's one of the things that I think they're doing very well with the marketing is sort of the distinction between software and um, retail, high the markup market. retail sales. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then they're doing the job. Um, but I'm also spending this uh, week. I also came over to, like we said, uh, Las Vegas and spent time with Oracle Modern Business Experience World Events. Just a long name. But basically, um, what used to be HCM World and the Finance World, they have now combined into a single event so that you have here, plus there's the uh, customer um, experience um, focus. So kind of back office and front office. All of them uh-huh. were here at the event at Oracle Open World here in Las Vegas. Um, and they're, on the HR side, I, I think the there's not been a ton of, I would say, brand new um, sort of announcements, but you have definitely seen improvements in all areas. Two of the big ones that they were really focusing on were um, their brand new digital assistant. So their digital assistant is basically a 
prepackaged version of what was the chatbot that they released about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, that prepackaged version is focused on sort of the top 20 or 25 plus HR specific type of things that a a sort of chatbot digital assistant would do within an organization. They base that off of their research with their clients on one of those top 25 um, and their data from their help desks and their their chatbots that were previously being trained. Um, and so now they have an, what they say is an out-of-the-box artificial intelligence, you know, digital assistant that can navigate with you answering a few questions as the sort of company, um, the most frequently asked HR questions. And a lot of it is voice recognition. So they're spending a lot of investment on voice recognition with this tool as well, that so you can just use your phone, the digital assistant, and voice recognition to get the answers as an employee. It was quite impressive. I think they've done a lot of... Um, work here on the natural language processing and a lot of work on understanding the language that might come around in the HR space. Um, and that seems to be the biggest announcements on the HR side. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you've seen a lot of chatbots, John. Is that is that news these days or, or are we past that point? Well, so so here's here's that I end up having about this thing. And it is this tool answers 25 questions. So I'm an employee and I want to find out the answer to something from HR. Is the first thing that I'm going to go do look at a, is go look at a list of 25 questions that I can get answered by chatbot and then call the chatbot? Or does this imply that you call the chatbot if you can answer if you can be get your question answered in one of these 25 areas? It answers it and then it turns you over to a call center. You have to have a call center to, to support this thing. Um, um, what do you do, right? Because you can't market it to employees and say, hey, look, if you've got these 25 questions, call here. And for anything else, call there. Because the, the arrogant idiots like me will always call the place that has the most. Yeah. Right? And so, so what I don't understand is how you um, – actually get this utilized. So what I'm guessing is that they don't really have a lot of employed utilization or the the concept would be a good deal crisper than this. And that's always going to be the problem with chatbots is that is that they can't solve all problems. And so the real cost associated with having a chatbot is all of the support infrastructure you have to put in around it and all of the attentive maintenance that you have to make sure that the information that it's delivering is timely and accurate. And that, you know, I mean, they didn't address a lot of that, although, you know, there was a question that I posed to to Mark Heard, you know, the, the president of the, the cloud group and, the, and uh, Oracle here, and his perspective on sort of who was responsible for ensuring that businesses were able to leverage and use this new technology and effectively adopted was that it is up to the actual Oracle themselves. That is their job. They need to make sure these tools are leverageable, adoptable, and um, are something that, you know, is um, easy to use as an organization. So I do think that that is part of their focus, I would say, is making sure that they don't have to have um, down the road a, a lot of training on these tools, but it is, is, is 
um, usable as possible. But I think you know you're right. There is there's a lot of back end stuff here that doesn't get addressed um, unless you're in the process of actually. Yeah, it's that, it's right? really it's really important to understand that in chatbots, the real cost of the chatbot is not the license and it's not the data that goes into it. It's the maintenance, upkeep, and the kinds of people that you have to have on staff who are able to answer the questions the chatbot can't answer. Yeah. Right. So, so you know, this is a Pareto analysis. You get the top 25 questions, and the top 25 questions give you the answers to the 80% of things that don't matter. <laughs> right? And, and, and that's the bulk of the stuff that gets asked. But yeah. the remaining the remaining long tail of questions are all things that are really, really important and require thoughtful responses. And when you set up the chatbot, you set the expectation that you're going to get responses to those things quickly, which means you have to stuff with people who can do that kind of fast-paced, quick mind change work at high volume with no rest that can be provided by the easy questions to answer. Um, and I think that you're you're right on target with that. Plus, you have to have people who understand the rules, regulations, and policies because the tough questions are the issues that require a deep knowledge of those too, right? Yeah. So 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 when you install a chatbot, you have to up level the quality of the people in your HR department so that the chatbot can be supported, and that's sort of counterintuitive, you know. Yeah. And, and I don't think that the vendors really understand that because when they take on the ownership of, of the challenges of dealing with this, right, from an education perspective, they're taking on how to use the system and how to use the tool and how to be more effective at, you know, sort of navigating it maybe. But I don't think they're taking on the education of how to better work in a world with artificial intelligence, right? No, no this, is, this yeah. is typical big company thinking, right? Is that that implementation is something that you outsource to somebody else. So when they say Oracle is responsible for this, they mean Oracle is responsible for this right up to the point that they hand it over to a systems integrator. <laughs> and and they, they don't mean that that Oracle is going to make the thing actually more implementable. And and so this will just add to the the frustration that people have with implementations, most of which fail in ways. Well, that was definitely a conversation topic at the at the event was this this difference between sort of the software handing it off, implementers, their roles, those type of conversations, and then the maintenance of the work, right? Because I think in the spot world maintenance is the big conversation for particularly AI. The other thing though that they mentioned that was launched this week that I do think is, is worth mentioning is now they may have meant, announced this earlier in the year. I may have missed it because I didn't get to all of the Oracle events, but they did at this event basically say that they feel that their recruiting application now is solid enough to be sort of on par with what was the Taleo recruiting application, except for in the very small areas like bulk hiring. Um, now, that's a pretty big statement because as we know, Taleo as a recruiting application who they purchased um, – over seven, eight, maybe ten years ago now at this point. Um, it's been a while. Um, that application, you know, has been deeply integrated into the sort of Oracle cloud platform, but with the idea that it, it didn't, it wasn't really going to be the go-forward plan, that they were building out a native within their Oracle cloud platform recruiting application, or, um, 
itself. And so up to this point, those two things have been somewhat competing, um, but very lightly. But now it's based that they've got a, a full recruiting application with the marketing and the candidate experience and the applicant tracking system and all the tools now that they feel is functioning well enough, at least for corporate hiring inside of their cloud application. So you no longer need the Toledo and the Toledo integration. So that to me was pretty big news because that took about a year, year and a half for them to get there fully. So. They built a recruiting system in 18 months that is as comprehensive as Toledo. That's, that's quite an accomplishment. I, I would have some trouble believing that. I did not do an in-depth feature for feature check, so I will say that is not my statement. That is what I'm hearing from them. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I think that this is this is you know we do find that there's a lot of um, issues with the applications people purchase and their integration, their ability to make these things meld together very effectively. Right? It's been one of the challenges SAP has had with us with success factors and plateau and some of their integration capabilities. It definitely was a challenge for Oracle and Kaleo. Um, because you still didn't have the same databases, you still didn't have the same you know, original thinking and functioning in those tool sets. And so, yeah, um, the one area they said that they don't handle as effectively right now is bulk hiring, so the big, big um, bulk hiring issues. Um, and, I, and I don't know if they're doing any kind of gig economy type of hiring, but from a corporate hiring perspective, it seemed like it, it had at least most of the features and functions that you would see in some of the traditional corporate hiring tools. So, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now on to the on to Santa and his bag of cash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, there's a lot of them. Um, real quickly, before we jump into the Santa and his bag of cash, do we want to say anything about ADP rebranding? Because they didn't, they just put out a rebrand. They didn't put out any new products. They're saying it's for Shadow and other products. What do you think of that? Is that good marketing to sort of rebrand without the new product? Um. You, you know, you know, I love ADP. I totally love ADP, and they do. They have such amazing technology at the heart of their operation. I can't begin to tell you how undersold the brand is um, in the marketplace. Right? It's really, it's really an extraordinary technology powerhouse. Um, but they seem to. It's like, it's like you know, headquarters is. Northern New Jersey, and it's like living in northern New Jersey means we need to rebrand and keep those advertising agencies in New York City employed. Um, and so they do they do the branding periodically. Um, um, and I've seen little bits and pieces of this. This is a great job. I've, I've never seen anybody say, well, we rebranded, and that tells you that we're going to have new products. That's an interesting way to do a roadmap. Um, um, so, um, I don't know. I, I think I think that that they ha that what's interesting about this is it isn't focused on the amazing products that they currently have. Yeah, yeah, and and, and they did have a lot of good fun. But you know, just so that we mentioned, the tagline for the rebrand is now always designing for people. That's what they want ADP to stand for to some extent, although we know it, it has a couple other um, acronyms that it stands for but always designing for people. So, and again, this is the same thing with the work human and the global force, this idea that you need to have your name state something about people, humans, as part of your new HR technology conversation. And yet, the highest 
you know, dollar amount for investments this week was $280 million for a company called Workfront that is focused on the work itself, not so much the people. So I'm a bit of a skeptic on this. We need to be focused on the, on the, on the human side. I get it. I love it. I think it's a great idea. But money seems to be going pretty heavily towards things like task management, project management, team you know, efficiency tools like Workfront, which is out there in the market. So I, I wondered, are, are we about to see a, a polarization in HR? I'm, I'm from the school that says what, what's happening with HR is that it's becoming more scientific, more data-centric, and that the future is about data. Um, and, and you have this other push, complementary, that says, it's about people. Um, and, and, and I'm sure that the reality is that it's about both of those things, but this seems to be another place where, where things are going to get polarized. Do you agree? I, I do. And I, and I think it was very clear to me here at the Oracle event, the, when you looked out at the, the sort of the, 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 the space where you had all the, you know, the, the partners who would add a lot of, you know, um, investment and made the, the partner landscape, right? Um, on the floor here at the Expo Hall, most of the HR partners that you would have seen in the past, like the learning partners and the um, you know, performance management partners, and all those other groups right, had gone away, and it was mostly consultants and system integrators that were there on the floor as partners, except for in one category, which was workforce management. There were two workforce management vendors who were there as partners for the Oracle platform on Cloud HR. And my thought is that that means that Oracle hasn't invested enough in that workforce management space, right, that they still need partners to fill out the gaps in that. Um, that, to me, speaks exactly to what you're talking about. The people side is important, but so is the work, right? <laughs> the, work, the work is important, and the relationship between the people side and profitability and revenue Right, and so so getting the work done is powerfully important. That's another sort of process thing, and HR is attracted to that. But the more important question is, what's the dramatic impact of HR on profitability and sustainability of the organization? Yeah, and and you can only do that with data. Yeah, that's huge. So, so I think we're going to see more, you know, investments in these sort of tools that figure out a better way to work um, in whatever format, whether that's on a manufacturing environment, in a white, you know, collar business desk environment, whatever it might be, right? But those tools have to get connected. And it's not just, you know, uh, conversations here in the terms of front office and back office, but I think this is much more of a holistic business model in that you – you really can't separate those two worlds anymore, right? I think people are going to try, though. I mean, that's the that's the emphasis of work human, and that's the emphasis of something that says designing for people. Yeah. Is yeah, exactly. is 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 that there's a prioritization there, and, and I'm not sure that that's that that's going to last. So yeah. we didn't get to any of the presents in Santa's bag. <laughs> we didn't. We did. There, but, but we can talk next week. We'll see how much more. Um, but some of them are, you know, we'll, we'll post them out on the list if they want on the HR Examiner site, as we usually do, some of them. But there's, there's some good stuff here. I mean, Better Works is a, 
uh, an interesting uh, enterprise continuous performance management solution. That's the one that got probably the next biggest 65 million. And PECON, I think, is a sentiment analysis tool that I've had an opportunity to see, which I think is a great, interesting survey tool. That's 35 million. So, yeah, there's lots of money flowing right now. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it next week, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. Well, enjoy losing the family fortune. First, first you, you had sad country music stories in Nashville, and now you've gone to waste your life away in Las Vegas. Uh, I hope there'll be something left of you next week. <laughs> Sounds good. We will, I'll be coming to you from North Carolina next week, nice at home week, so that will be nice. So Alrighty. Yeah, definitely, uh, we'll talk more next week, and um, thanks for having me as always, John. This is always fun. All right. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumser. And thanks for listening. Thanks for doing this, Stacey. And we will see you here same time next week. Bye-bye now. Bye, everyone.